Bukhar Tov, we're at the bottom of the Gomorrah Moed Koton on Daf Yud Ahmed Aleph. We're discussing if you can make uh, what air, aspects of making a millstone can you make a Holomoid. And there was a discussion, I were talking about putting the grooves into the to the one of the millstones or making the hole into the millstone. So anyway, Rav Huna Shamelahu Gavra, Rav Huna heard about a person, the Komenaka Rechaya Bakulamoid. He cut grooves into a millstone on Cholamoid, and it was an old millstone. Okay. So and and what did he do? So he heard a person was doing that, and he says, Omar, he said, Manai, who is this man? In other words, why is he doing this? May his body be desecrated because he desecrates Cholomoy. Whoa. So now, the question, obviously, Rav Huna held, you can't do it. So who's this fellow holding like? So they said, relax. <laughs> he holds like the some say of the Bryson that we brought yesterday. Uh, in other words, who who does Rav Huna hold like that he's upset? Rav Huna said, who does this guy hold like? Well, obviously we know who Rav Huna held like. He holds like the some say who do not allow making the grooves in the millstone. Because Rav Huna cursed the man simply on the basis of Hearing him, he heard him cutting grooves in a millstone. Since Ravuna could not have known through hearing alone whether millstone was old or new, it must be he's the opinion that cutting grooves in any millstone is forbidden. Whereas he hears the guy cutting grooves. Now, is it a new one? Is it an old one? He just says, curse him out. That means he didn't even have to bother to investigate. Why? Because he is of the opinion that you cannot grooves cut grooves in any type of millstone. Interesting why he, I guess that was his opinion and he did not allow for other opinions. Okay, fine. While still on the topic of cutting grooves into millstones, now we're going to transition into other activities that can be done on cholamoid or cannot be done on cholamoid that are beyond cutting grooves into millstones. Dorash Rabbi Chama. Rabbi Chama uh, taught the following. No cream rechaim b'moed. You may cut grooves in the millstone of an anchol hamoed. And even a new one. Why? Because if there was a difference between a new one and an old one, it would have made a difference. So since he says you can cut, so he's the polaric opposite of Rav Huna. He says you can cut either one, new or old. And he also says... Mishum Reb Meir Omer, and it was said in the name of Reb Meir, the following, what else can you do? Afilusus shirochev olav, vechamor shirochev olav, even in the case of a horse that one rides, or a donkey that one rides, what are you allowed to do? Mutar litol tzipornayim b'chol it's permitted to trim the hooves of that horse or donkey on cholamoid. Now, what's the problem? Well, just as we have problems if we don't cut our 
toenails after a while. Hooves that are left untrimmed, the animal will be unable to walk because it's very not comfortable for him. So therefore, trimming the hooves is allowed because you're allowed to travel on Cholomite for a festival need. Just like you could drive a car. So if you don't trim the nails of your car, okay, whatever that would be comparable to, you see. So if there's something that the car must have. Air in the tires. Air in the tires. Very good example. So let's say the air is low. Okay, so can you put air into the tires on Cholomite? Well, I would say yes for two reasons. Number one, you can't drive the car properly. Second, it's not a very big tircha. It only takes about two minutes to put air in the tires. So, uh, so therefore, you can do that with the donkey so you're able to travel, which you're allowed to do on Cholomite. Going up to the top of Yud Amud Beis. However, Avol Chamora Derechayalo. But name Ramir says, but the hooves of a mill donkey, meaning the donkey that turns the mill around, is not permitted. And the days of the Mishnah, that's what they usually did instead of people doing it. Now, the problem's like this. It's, it, it, it's permitted to grind flour on Cholamoid only for festival use. Now, how much flour do you need for festival use? Okay, a couple pounds of flour. Okay. But when you, the donkey, be able to grind a small amount, even if its hooves are left untrimmed. In other words, as opposed to going and going for a trip and you're going five miles with the donkey, okay, that could hurt his feet. But if grinding the mill, going around in a circle, how many times does he have to go around in the circle? I don't know, even a hundred times. So how far is he actually going? So it's not like a very, very long trip. like So therefore, there's no reason to have to cut the nails because it won't make it that uncomfortable for the donkey. Okay, next, Rav, uh, we have a different opinion. Rav, Rav Yehuda Shari Lamishkel Tufrelechaim Radarechaya But Rav Hula ruled, you can't trim the hooves of a milk donkey. Okay. Uh, so therefore, since trimming the hooves enhances its ability to grind the flour needed for the festival, you're allowed to trim its hooves on Cholamoy. Uh, I guess, guess the donkey's able to go a little bit better. He's able to walk better. I don't really see how that, and I don't really understand that. Like, so he's going. So what if he not? He wouldn't go as straight, or he's going to go as round. I mean, it's. But anyway, he feels that it, it would make it the, the 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 stuff you're grinding better. That's why he said you could do that. And also, what did he say? Ule ukme rechaya, and you could set up a pair of millstones. Okay, and Rashi explains to place the millstones one on top of the other. Okay, fine. And what else can you do? and to make a millstone meaning to build one from scratch okay because you need it again you need to have millstones and to build the frame of the mill okay that's the barrel like enclosure in which the millstones turn what else can you do and 
to build a barn on Cholamoid, it's not good for the horse to not have a place or to, to be in a stable. And that is, the, and here it's what for? Because it'll avoid a hefsid maruba, a financial loss. The horse could be hurt by not being in a, in a warm place, whatever, a comfortable place. So therefore it's for the needs and not to financially lose out over there. Next, Rav or Rava, Sharla Saruke Susia. He said you're allowed to comb the the mane of the horse, as we shall see. Uh, you call it curry with a metal comb. Okay, now it's forbidden to do that on Shabbos or a festival. Why? Because you'll probably pull out some hairs. You're not allowed to pull out a hair off of a living being. You can do that on Cholamoy, it's a festival need because you want the horse to look presentable. Interesting. So now, based on that, will be the practical application. Wash your car. Yeah. Let's say you want to take it to the car wash. Now, washing the car, I don't know if you could do that, because that could maybe be a tircha yaseira. That could be maybe a lot of work. I don't know. I haven't washed a, a, a car of mine for maybe 40 years. <laughs> maybe once I washed my car. But if you, I see when the neighbor does... It's a whole malacha. It's like it's not. It's it's not a little thing, but again, just going into the car wash, which you're not doing anything, and what is it taking? Three minutes of your time. So you want the car to look nice, achalamoid. So you'd be able to do that uh, if you want the, it to look nice for that, and also velamivne a carpita, and you can build a manger. Um, since again, that's for the horses or whatever. Some say it's a wooden bench, whatever. And to build a stone bench on Cholamoid, that's where people sit on, and therefore it's a festival need. But again, only amateur skills can be implied. Even though you need the bench for a festival need, it's not the same as food. Now we have to start making differences. We never suggest make your food in an amateur fashion. You know, you're making a nice cake. Okay, don't make it with the frosting looking pretty. It's a, that's not the same. And uh, food and things like that, or anything like food that you really need to, to enjoy the yontav personally, that, you know, you, you can't say, well, comb your hair in a non-professional way. All right, you need, you need it like that. But a bench... Okay, like it's not the end of the world if you don't have the you know a completely finished bench of all the contours and everything. Just make the bench. You need to sit down for that. Okay, Rava Shara Lamishkal Rava allows you to do bloodletting on an animal on Cholamoid again because if it it could be sick, it could die. So you want to forestall a loss of losing the animal, or let's say the animal has suffering. And Tsar Balachayim would push off any Yisr of Chol Hamoy. Amalei Abaye, Abaye supports this ruling and he says, Tani de Masei Aloch, I will bring a Brisa that supports your opinion. Brisa says, Makizim Dam Lehema, you can bloodlet an animal on Chol Ve'ein Monim Raful Lehema, we don't withhold medical treatment, Becholo Shalmoyed, uh, for the animal, and that would include you to do any one of the 39 prohibited activities. So you could definitely take your pet to the vet. There's no problem for that. 
Now, if it's just a regular checkup for the vet, you shouldn't plan it for cholamoid because you could do it anytime. But if the if the animal is experiencing terrible symptoms, which I wouldn't know what that would be, but anyway, you could take him to the vet. Rava Sharele Kaskuse Kirma. Rava ruled it's permissible to press clothes on cholamoid. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, now Rashi explains it's a special pressing called gihuts. According to the Orach, kirme are prestigious garment made of a material that is as thin as an egg membrane. Okay, anyway, now the question is, why are you allowed to do this? Here comes, I know what everyone's thinking. Wait a minute, you told us we can't take our clothes to the cleaners. I'll call them white. What's going on? Well, we'll see. My timer, what's the reason? Because the way we're doing it, it mice ahead. It's a work of an amateur, does not need particular skill. And therefore, you're allowed to do that on a festival need. So, in other words, <clears throat> let's say you want to fold your pants on the creases. And maybe just, uh, I don't know if anybody does this anymore. You know, take the iron. Remember what an iron is? <laughs> and just, you know, smooth out a few creases. Okay, that's an amateur job. Or you take one of those air uh, no, steamers. Steamers. Remember the Stanley steamer, right? They still have them in hotels. <laughs> still have an iron. Can you believe that? And, and, okay, that you can do. That's not professional. But taking it to the cleaner cleaners, right, that's really a professional job. And therefore, you can't do that. Amr of Yitzchak Barami, Amr of Chista. He says the following, Kiture Biriyasir, pleating a sleeve is prohibited on Cholamoyed. Why? My taima, maisa ummanhu. This is the work of a craftsman which you can't, and even if it fulfills a vessel link, so if you, I guess the only way you complete a sleeve is if you're a craftsman. Again, if there is something that has to get fixed up and it's a, and you're doing it in a non-craftsman way, for example, one of my, not this suit, but one of my suits that I had, the back inner lining came loose and was coming off. Well, not coming off, it was sticking out like a tail behind my suit. So oh, it was it was, it was on uh, Shabbos. So so I said, what am I gonna do? So and what I do? I took a bobby pin and just tucked it in and just stuck the bobby pin in. So that was definitely a non-professional. It's not really even a malacha, so to speak. Okay, so that you could do a cholamoid. Okay, but to really uh, you know sew it back up, if I go to the tailor, he'd do it in one minute. But can't do that. Amarava. Rava says the following. Now, Rava's next rule, four rulings deal with various actions that can be done in order to improve the land or in order to provide some other need. More Babasra uh, uh, said, uh, brought Shmuel, who discusses these situations with regard to whether these actions constitute an act of Kenyan. Talking about when you want to acquire land, one of the ways you can do is by doing some work on the land. The question is, what kind of work makes it a Kenyan? Okay, if the action is done in order to improve the land, that's going in Babasra, it's an act of Kenyan. If done for some other purpose, it's not an act of Kenyan. So that was over there. Do, do you acquire ownership by doing it? Here, a later Amorarava discusses these same situations with regard to Cholamoid, where the reverse is true. If intended to improve the land, the act's forbidden. 
If it's for another purpose, which is a festival need, it will be permitted. Fascinating. Different slant. Because to acquire it, you got to really do something significant. But a Chalamoid, you can't do something significant. So why can't you do anything? Maybe there's some kind of yuntif need that can be accomplished by working the land. This is not, and remember the beginning of the Masechta, we were talking about watering the fields, only that if you don't, the fields will be damaged significantly. That was one issue. Here, we're not talking about the field being damaged. Question is, is there any way I could use work on the field in a way that's not improving the field, but is providing me a yomtif need that I'm permitted to do? And that's the distinctions over here. Amarava, man de maskil arab. Someone who's removing obstacles from his land on Cholamoy. In other words, he shovels away mounds of earth that are over the field. And the person can walk and can fall and whatever. So now, what is the halacha? It depends why is he removing the obstacles from the field. One reason could be, I want to improve the land. It's better land if there's flat. Or maybe something else. So if it's a daita devedori, if it's with intention with making a threshing floor, because you need to thresh grain on cholamoyed, that's a need, right? If you're allowed to, um, yeah, if you're allowed to um, mill the grain, first of all, what? How do you get to the grain? You got to thresh it. So therefore, shari, it's allowed because it's a festival need. I mean, you can just go right into your field. Cut a few sheaves of wheat. What? How far back can you go before? Yeah, but he, but you're allowed to thresh it. Fine, but a daita ta'ora. But if your only intention is to improving the field, then of course, usher, you're not allowed to. So now the question is, hey chidami, how is it that his intentions will be revealed? In other words, let's say you see the guy is beginning to. Lower the, the 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 hill, whatever. So now, you normally would say, stop, it's Cholamoy. But how do you know when he's doing it, that he's doing it for one purpose or the other, and after he does, it'll be too late. Okay, you're flattening a, 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 a hill, a little bit of a hill. So a guy could say, well, wait, I'm going to now put a, make a threshing floor. Or maybe not. And after he's done, it's too late. But when he's doing it, you don't know if he's doing it. So then how do we know when he's doing it that he's doing it in a way for one way or the other? So Gamora is going to say like this. We could tell the way he does it. Mulya bamulya, if he digs in a mound and puts the dirt on a mound, venitsa venitsa, or if he digs in a hole and puts the dirt in a hole, then it's adaitadvedori. Then it's doing for the intention of a threshing floor. As Rashi explains, if one took dirt from the top of a mound and placed it next to what remains of the mound, creating in effect a level lower and wider mound than the rest of the land, it's apparently meant only to level a small area of the field for purpose of threshing. And you only need a small, you only could do a little bit of wheat. You don't need, you're not making, you're not allowed to make a major threshing floor. A major threshing floor, you're threshing for food for months. But all you need is for a couple days of food. So you need a small threshing floor, so a small amount. Similarly, if he dug around the border of a hole 
and put the dirt inside the hole, creating in effect a level shallower and wider hole. It's evident it's only for a threshing floor. Fine. So that's how you can tell how he's leveling it. But but he took a mound and threw the dirt into a hole, and now everything is completely flat the whole way, then you know he has intention for the land. Fine. That's one way we can tell while he's doing it to stop him or not. The Rav in a second, uh, a fourth ruling of Rava. Haiman de zichi. What about a person who's clearing debris, such as weeds and twigs, from a piece of land? Okay. So again, what's he doing it for? If it's a daiti de if it's the intention of gathering wood for fuel, he's clearing the debris because he's going to use it. For fire for the stove. Shari, it's allowed. But if it's a dieted or he wants to make the land better, us it's not allowed. So again, hey Chidami, how could we tell when he's doing it for what purpose he's doing it? Well, Shokal Ravari Vishovik Zuti, if he takes only the large twigs and leaves the small twigs, then a daiti didzivi. We know the intention is for the wood, because large twigs are suitable for firewood. But if Shokl Ravri Vesu Trivi takes the big and those small twigs, then we know a to the Ara. He's doing it only to fix up the land. And now Rava's fifth ruling is Haiman the Posach Mailari. Let's say a person opens a gate for water to run into his land, to flood out the land a little bit. An What's going on? There is a river running by his field. He makes an opening to allow the water to flow into a depression in the ground between the river and his field. Again, what would it be for? If it's a daiti dekavri, if his intention is the intention of catching fish, he wants to bring the river water with the fish into the depression, let the water drain into the field, leaving behind fish behind in the depression. Then sure, you're allowed because he's catching fish to eat. A dieted arbiter is to fix up the land. Osir, it's not allowed. Hey, Chidomi, how do we know what his intentions are when he's doing it? Pasach Trey Bibi, if he opened up two gates for the water, one at a higher elevation as an inlet for the water and one at a lower elevation as an outlet, a dieted akavi, then his intention is catching the fish. Because he let the water into the depression on the top, let it drain on the bottom, so now the fish are stuck on the top. But Pasachad Baba, but if he only opens up one gate, only an inlet at the higher elevation, and lets the water accumulate in there until it overflows and goes into the whole field, then I died to the Ara, that means he did it to make the field better, which is not allowed. The seventh, sixth statement, and the fourth one of to tell which actions for what purpose. A person who removes branches from a palm tree on Cholamoid. Depends again, if the intention is getting food for the animals, because the branches are fit for an animal to eat, sure it's allowed. But the intention is to improve the palm tree, not that it's going to die, but to improve its ability to grow better. Also, it's not allowed. And how can you tell? If he took all the branches from one side of the tree, in other words, he took one side, you know, you know, dry branches, fresh ones, doesn't matter. 
then we know a diet to the chiyusas for the animals because they can eat all that. But mehaigis or mehaigis, he takes some branches from one side, one from the other side, the ones that are clearly dry, and those are the ones that are not good for the tree. Then a daita law. Then it's for the purpose of improving that palm tree va'asher, and it's not allowed. Ve'amarava seventh ruling of Rava hani timeri duchlone unripe dates. Okay, migzarina shari cutting them in two is permitted. So what does he do? He's cutting them open in order to eat them. Obviously, that's a festival need. Okay. So uh, Chazanish asks a question, what's the malacha that Rava has to explicitly permit? <laughs> what do you mean? You're cutting it, so what's the big deal? He therefore gives another explanation of the Gemara. Fine, possibly however Rashi's view is meant that mere exertion without malacha will be forbidden on Cholamay should it serve no purpose. Ultimately, the reference is to cutting these days from the tree in order to eat them. There, that's a little bit more of a malacha. And we can cut them in half, might if you do that, might see If you're pressing them under weights, then it's usher prohibited. So you can cut them in half and you're allowed, but if you press them under weights, you can't. Why? Because a person who wishes to dry these dates puts them under weights to extract their liquid. So don't become wormy in the interim. Rev rules that one cannot press the dates on Cholam White because he's doing it for post-festival use. Drying the dates is a long-term process. Okay? We cannot say that he's doing so to prevent them from becoming wormy and thus inedible on the festival itself because he could have left them on the tree and they wouldn't become wormy at all. Okay. Rav Papa Omar. Uh, okay. But we have a dissenting view on that. And he says, Kiva the Misli, since they're likely to become wormy, even if they're not pressed, then it's It's like merchandise that will be spoiled, and that is permitted to press them. Generally, commerce is not allowed, but merchandise that will be lost, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, if he doesn't sell the product now, it'll spoil, then he's going to lose a lot of money. So we'll see as we roll in tomorrow, we're going to talk about business and what kind of business is allowed on Cholamoid and what kind of business is not allowed on Cholamoid. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah,